Hey guys, this is Melissa Navia, and you are listening to the incredible Sci-Fi Sisters. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Sci-Fi Sisters podcast, where we give you our point of view. I'm your host, Tamia Harper, and I'm joined today by my sisters, Yvette Blackman-Tom. Hello. And Sabrina Wood. Whoop, And we have a really special guest today. Uh, we're super excited. We met her only once for a wee bit of time, and it felt like we had known her forever because it really feels like she's a sci-fi sister for life. And you guys know her. Um, and oh, and I have to say, like, no shade to any other pilots, but she's our new favorite pilot um, in yes, any sir. Star Trek. Like, I mean, like out of all the Star Trek. <laughs> um, so that's saying a lot. And uh, so you know her probably from Star Trek Strange New Worlds, um, playing Miss Erica Ortegas. And we want to introduce you to Miss Melissa Navia. Navia. Hey, guys. I Navia. knew I was going to do that. <laughs> Sorry. All good. All good. Hey, guys. How's it going? Super, good, super good, happy good. to be here. Thank you for having me. Oh, thank you for saying yes. <laughs> <laughs> we had... We had a minute on the red carpet. Like, first of all, your energy is so infectious. Like, what was so cool for us meeting you in person, even though it was just a couple of minutes, was like, we felt the same energy that you bring to Ortegas. We felt that from you yeah. on the red carpet. Like, you were talking, we were talking a little bit, like, right before we started about the energy being infectious. We felt the same way. It was so simpatico. <laughs> you know, so we're yeah, so excited. It was- yeah, no, it was, it was this mutual, totally, like, when I saw you guys, like, I felt like we knew each other, <laughs> and I left, and I was like, I have to meet them again, and, uh, and here we are. Yeah, and we're really excited. We want to talk all things Strange New Worlds. We want to talk um, uh, Girl with Short Hair. Yeah. That, that's a really cool project, and um, for those of you who are listening, who you, if you might not have seen any pictures of the Sci-Fi Sisters uh, the majority of us have short hair and we, <laughs> we are women with short hair. So we all connected about that um, on the red carpet, but I want to start off talking about Erica Ortegas. Mm-hmm. I think she's Let's amazing. Like, I mean, she's a brand new character to us um, in Star Trek. So there's a lot of weight on the shoulders of any actor bringing in a, you know, introducing a brand new character to this franchise, which is like, you know, we we're, we're super critical of everything, you know, fans are in this franchise. Like, how has this experience been for you bringing her to bringing her to us? And then also fan reaction. Sure. Um, Oh my goodness. There's so much, there's so much we can say. uh, I'll start by saying that uh, we just finished, uh, we just wrapped, finished uh, shooting season two. Um, I finished on Monday and um, the cast is still going, I believe the last days today. Um, But it's been such an interesting experience getting to, to watch with the world or a large part of the world. I know, I know the, the show is still rolling out in a lot of different markets and, all the different countries that have not gotten it yet are, are letting us know. And, uh, and we're with, we feel, we feel the pain, but we're like the pain, the, the weight will be worth it. Um, but it's been uh, just such an extraordinary experience getting to, to work on season two while we're watching everybody react to season one. And, and we knew um, without sounding cocky, like we, we knew that we had this really kind of special, um, this, this special project, you know, uh, that we were working on last year. And, and it was, it was so hard to kind of keep it under wraps for as long as we did. In addition to that, we were shooting during the pandemic. So, uh, you know, we were here shooting in Toronto and it was like full lockdown. And so we were very much in a bubble of, of the cast and crew. And so, um, the fact that we were able to, to kind of, you know, keep so much of all the secrets that we had for so long, and then it finally gets released, um, this past May, it's just been wonderful. And the fan reaction has been, uh, every single week. I mean, we just, the cast is, is constantly jazzed about everything that we're hearing from fans, like, like fans. Um, and I've kind of always understood this about Star Trek, but to, to get to experience it where it's like such a big part of this franchise is the fandom, you know, because they create so many stories out of the stories that we put out. Um, you know, all the fan fiction, like I'm, I'm, I'm in awe every week at the speed at which fans create things. Um, and it's, uh, and we all, you got a lot of fan fiction out there. (laughs) Yeah. And I can speak for the cast. Like there's, we'll be sitting in our chairs and like, you know, somebody will be like, 
you know, like, did you see this? And everyone's like, what? And they're like, well, so we'll like kind of brief each other on what's going on. Um, and I always joke with, with Celia. Celia is like the, the youngest of our crew, but like sometimes, I mean, sometimes she just is the wisest as well. Um, but she's also like the quickest when it comes to like social media. Mm-hmm. And so I always joke with her that I'm trying always like to keep up as much as she does. Mm-hmm. Um, so the two of us will always be like seeing things before everybody else does and, and we'll share it. Um, but, the, but yeah, but just the fan reaction, the critical reaction has just been um, wonderful. And it's only kind of uh, made us really want to deliver even more in season two. And so if you can believe it, I do think season two is somehow going to top season one. I know that's like, I know that's crazy. Yeah, right, but, stop. Um, <laughs> I know, I know. It's crazy. Especially too, I'm, like, I'm so excited. We, we also like shot some of the most amazing scenes and just the most, uh, just the most wonderful uh, episodes toward the, the end of our shooting season. And so we're, Right now, I'm just like exhausted, and so I'm kind of running on like on like no energy. You might not be able to tell because I'm always just kind of energetic, but um, <laughs> but yeah. So it's been just really wonderful, and then also, um, and again, totally cut me off because I can just talk and talk and talk. No, um, but in that. terms of <laughs> in terms of Erica, it's I've been so happy to to see everyone kind of reacting to her. The fact that she isn't a legacy character for me um, has been freeing, you know, because I, I don't really have kind of expectations to meet if anything I'm, I'm i'm just so happy to be originating uh this role and and i'm sure you you guys have heard it and, and other people have heard it but um her last name ortegas ortegas uh comes from gene roddenberry's original uh pilot um for for you know for star trek and there was a character named jose cortegas uh who became jose tyler um and so as as an actor and also, you know, as a, as a, as a fan of Star Trek, but just in so many different ways, like, it's just, it feels like here's this character that never got, you know, their, their moment on mm-hmm. screen. Mm-hmm. And so all these decades later, I'm in some way bringing that to the screen. Um, and, and I'm able to do it justice and, and put my own twist on it. And, um, and yeah, and so I, I feel very, very honored to have that responsibility. And, uh, it just kind of, for me, it just, uh, there's just a, a profoundness to it because of, you know, just how long it's taken in my career to get to this point, to find um, what I keep saying is, is kind of, you know, the perfect role. I'm still in shock. Um, you know, I joke, uh, we just had a episode eight aired, the fantasy episode. Yes. And, um, you know, one of the great things about Star Trek, which you guys know, is like, you know, you get each character gets to play so many different characters. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and I'm kind of like, I'm still in awe that, that I managed to to land this wonderful role that allows me to to play all these all these different um, versions of of herself. Uh, you know, who gets to sword fight in space? Right. Uh, Eric Ortega, right? <laughs> right. Like, I'm like, you George can't write this. They did write it, but yeah, right, right. Um, so yeah, I don't know what other franchise uh, allows you to kind of play as much as much as much as ours does, and so so yeah, I'm 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 always going to be grounded about it. I promise. Like, I'll just I'll never. Like I've had people asking me in the last like month, like, what does it feel like, you know, knowing you're going to become an icon? And I'm, I'm straight up like, ah, I don't know how to answer that question. Like, like, ah, I don't wow, know. I'm tired all the time. And I'm right. Like, I'm, I don't know. I just, I'm just, I'm just trying to, to make it through the days. Um, and so, so yeah, so the, the fans are just wonderful and um, yeah. And I, and I love Erica and I, I, I'm glad that that's coming across, uh, you know, from the screen to you guys mm-hmm. oh absolutely it does see sabrina i see you over there you look at you no i i'm just i'm just watching <laughs> melissa and just loving this whole thing because uh i just <laughs> want to say that i i am the og in the group here so i'm the one person here that has seen every star trek series premiere every ah. i've seen every one premiere and, That's amazing. You know, the first one, like nobody even knew what was happening. And <laughs> uh, you know, next gen, we had we had reservations about you know Picard. We were like, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. <laughs> every season has had, or every franchise has had its you know hard start. And I think Strange New Worlds is the one that just took off running. Yeah. Nobody said boo ba or. <laughs> <laughs> the gate and you know the race was over and i just want to congratulate you because i have seen every single show struggle with you know the fans and like this the da, 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 yaddy, yaddy, yaddy. 
not a word. There's nothing you can say. The show is just a joy, and I it love a joy. every single yeah. thing. And I will mention well, that means that means so much, and especially coming from a from a, a trekkie like yourself that has seen everything. I mean, that right there is just. I mean, you can't get higher praise than that. So thank you for that. You guys are doing it. You guys are doing it. I just want to mention there was one other pilot that was sword fighting, and it was Sulu. Mm-hmm. It was yeah. indeed. It was indeed. Yeah. And, it's, it's, and then that's the other thing, too. Is like, say it again. I'll put you up against him because you were doing some sword fighting. I was, <laughs> I was so impressed. You and Mitchell went at it. Yeah, oh, good. I know, right? And also Mitchell, she's played by uh, my my good friend now, Wrong. Like it's mm-hmm. just, I mean, she was transformed from yes. like you know my yeah. my co pilot Mitchell to yes. to just you know my 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 enemy. Yes. Um, and we had some great we had some great moments. <laughs> we have like some great moments that I don't think even made it into like the final cut. Uh, but it was just yeah, we just all had such a blast. Um, we had such a blast, which I'm sure you guys can tell. And even now, like I'm seeing that. Paramount Plus is just releasing all these extras. Like even just yeah. now, I was like looking. Mm-hmm. Like you could just see like how much everybody had a blast on the show. There's things that we shot that didn't even make into the final cut, which I hope at some point you know is released in like a you know DVD extras or, or whatever. But um, but we just had such a great time. But what I was gonna say about uh, about do they Hulu, still have DVDs? Um, <laughs> I know, right? Do they, do they do? And we, we shot like we shot interview stuff that like you know they always explain to us. They're like, oh, it's for the DVD extras, and we're all like, okay. Like you can tell us whatever, and I'm like, I'll, I'll do the interview. Um, but um, but like yeah, so it's like fans like every week are the are the ones who like I definitely have, have trekkies in my life. Um, but fans are the ones who kind of like just always are teaching me stuff. For example, that's how I found out about Sulu fencing, and then I also like this past week. Um, I don't know if you guys saw, but I actually I really got a kick out of this. Like they released all the promo stills for for episode nine yeah and it's just like it's like you know it's it's dark and snowy and there's goggles and scary and it's just a horror episode and then there's one shot of erica on the bridge and it's like the happiest (laughs) shot you've ever gotten of me or erica or anybody and it's just like me like Um, like just big smile like brightly lit and i'm like what is going on i'm like it's a totally it's like i'm in a different episode and then all these fans were just like they sent me these screenshots, uh, like of of an episode where like uh, where like Sulu has to go to like a frozen planet or something. Yes, and he almost yes. freezes. He freezes to death. And <laughs> yeah, and they're like, stay on the bridge, stay on the <laughs> ship. Like it's not good when the pilot go goes to the, to the to the to the cold don't planet. Don't leave the bridge. So, <laughs> so I'm like, I'm like, cool. I'm very happy to be on the bridge. I don't do well in the cold, so I'm good. But it just, it just, I got to kick out of whoever released those photos. I'm like, you guys have to like know that that was that looked insane. Right. It's like Everybody. here's just a shot of Erica, just in general. <laughs> I love the fact that, like, just to go back to what we were talking about with how um, Jean's original character was Jose and supposed to be Ortegas, and like, you know, and you know, and then he was renamed Tyler. And I get why they did that in their age. I mean, like, that's, I mean, I mean, that's not surprising, right? You know. Um, <laughs> And then it made me think like, oh, well, that's like the expanse always does like these uh, mishmash of cultural names. Like people will have mm-hmm. Western and Asian and African names like the, the same person, but they're totally making a different point. Right. You know, yeah. but how cool is it, though, that Erica is there now? You know, I think that, you know, the. Of course, we love Star Trek for the representation always, you know, and it started mm-hmm. with Nichelle Nichols and George Takei, you know, and a Russian being on the bridge together in the middle mm-hmm. of the Cold War, you know. Um, yeah. But we don't get a lot of Latina representation. You have some, like we had Bilana Torres in um, Voyager, and she is totally kick-ass. Like, we love her character. Mm-hmm. But, you know, but then she wasn't fully human representing mm-hmm. either. Right. She was half Klingon half human but erica is erica you know and she's and she's germane and she's integral to everything that happens into the survival of this crew you know and she does her job so well and she gets to have fun i mean i think i love that that's what i love about how they're writing these characters with representation everybody isn't all like serious all the time like well you know (laughs) i'm black (laughs) <laughs> did you know we have Did some things know? we got to talk about now right 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 right, right let's right. confront 
my blackness in your space. You know, like, like Erica's not there. Like I'm representing Erica's there, right, right. just being Erica. And right. I think that's the beauty of the, that character. But do you have thoughts about her, uh, like that character and representation or anything? Absolutely. Oh my goodness. So many thoughts. Um, oh, on the one hand, it's like when, when I got the, the audition, I remember seeing that, that, uh, that she was a, a pilot combat veteran. And I think I remember we spoke about this on the, on the red carpet, but I've, I've, you know, been, been quite uh, fortunate in my career to, to have gotten to play a number of, of, of soldiers and pilots and an astronaut. And um, just in general, like all these really like uh, just uh, nuanced, intelligent um, female roles that maybe you don't get to see a lot of, like I've had, you know, I have plenty of actor friends um, who've gotten, you know, gone in for all these really two dimensional roles, you know, um, for auditions. And for some reason, I think it is because I am as casting directors, you know, told me time and again for years and they continue to, I'm very specific. Right. And so, you know, that's, that's, I get it. Like I'm super unique. Like I'm myself, like I don't, you know, I don't, I never make apologies. I'm like, you, you can't figure me out. And that's, you know, that's, that's better for me. And, you know, it's not my job here to, to make it easy for people to box me into anything. And so as a, as an actor, when, when casting directors very much need to box you into something, like they just, they're always like, what do we do with Melissa? And so I, I think what ended up happening is I would get these, these just always just really wonderful roles. Um, my mom would always make me laugh because she was always like, don't get typecast as, you know, as this and as that. It's like, mom, I was like, nobody brings me in for those, you know, like those like very like, you know, she's just, you know, you can only imagine like as a mother, like my mom's always like thinking the worst. And she was like, don't go in for this. Don't go in for that. I was like, well, it's not, I'm barely going in for anything, you know? And then when I go in, it's, you know, for like, you know, it's like for this like top level, like computer hacker, that's, you know, really intelligent. And also, you know, is a, is a former soldier. And, um, and so I've, but because I've always gotten in for those roles, um, I just never thought, you know, really thought much about, I was like, oh, this is just kind of the roles that everyone goes in for. And then as my career has progressed, I started to kind of um, really realize that that's not the case so much um, for a lot of, for a lot of women. And I started, um, I saw a documentary um, called This Changes Everything that was put out by the Gina Davis Institute. I don't know if you know it, but I highly recommend it. Mm-hmm. Um, where basically it's like she, uh, the, the, instit- the Institute, um, basically, uh, you know, kind of quantified this whole feeling that throughout the history of, of cinema and television, uh, women have, have been underrepresented, um, not only in, in, in the types of roles they get, but in how much screen time they get and what they talk about when they're on oh, yeah. screen. Mm-hmm. And I remember... I remember seeing that uh, a few years ago and it was the first time um, that I really, I kind of got like a little angry and I feel like, you know, I feel like it's always good to be a little angry always, um, you know, about things because that's how things change. But it was the first time that I found myself a little angry at like this, this industry that I love so much where I'm just like, yeah, I'm like women, it's, it's taken us a while to be able to, to have us on screen in, in ways that are not perfect or in ways that are not, you know, kind of, you know, uh, black or white. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, to be fully like what women are in life, right? Complicated, mm-hmm. uh, nuanced, um, all layered. Um, human. And so what I was thinking of, <laughs> yeah, human, crazy. Um, and, and, and I started to think, I'm like, the reason I think that it really had never dawned on me was because, um, you know, growing up, I was always just like, you know, I could see um, movies and TV shows. And I always give the example of Indiana Jones, right? Because Indiana Jones for me was like kind of just like, looming in, in in my world always was I was just like I wanted to be Indiana Jones and I'm like I can do that or I would see you know the Ghostbusters and I you know I got all the Ghostbusters things when I was little I was like I'm gonna grow up and be I can I can play Ghostbuster you know in the movies and for me for whatever reason it just wasn't I didn't need to see a woman doing it because I was like well I'm gonna do it I'm gonna do it one day but I, I understand that I'm, I'm, I started to understand a few years ago really why it is so important that um, I have a, I have a niece uh, who looks up to me so much. And she's just extraordinary. Um, and I get it. Like, you know, like young girls and young boys and people in general and non-binary kids and all of us need to see all of that representation. That's mm-hmm. why we need to see more trans representation. Um, why we need to see ourselves on screen um, because wherever we are kind of in this world and wherever that television show shows pops up in our life, it's, it's, it's important. It's important for so many people. So um, to then kind of uh, pivot to, to the other part of your question about being Latina, like what I loved about, about Erica and that breakdown was that, that it had that she was Latina. And I feel like so many times I've gone, 
like I've auditioned and I've, I was told for so much of my career, like I'm ethnically ambiguous, right? Uh-huh. Which is, um, which is fine. And it kind of means that, you know, you can, which I think a lot of people are ethnic, ethnically ambiguous. It means you can kind of fit into all sorts of different, you know, again, boxes are very important mm-hmm. in, in casting, which I get it. Um, because that's how you, that's how you cast roles. And it's, it's a lot of roles to cast. Um, but especially as I've been getting older, like I want to play roles that, that I can speak to my heritage, my family. Um, my background is Colombian. Mm-hmm. Um, so both my parents are from Colombia. And um, I've also noticed too, how like, you know, there's, there's certain stereotypes um, about uh, either, either Latinos in film or in television that I just want to break. And I'm like tired of, and you see, yeah. you know, and you see a lot of, you see a lot of, you know, celebrities, you know, huge names that are, you know, we'll get this film and it looks really cool, but it deals with like the same, just kind of ah, the same uh-huh. thing, you know? Um, like I was doing a, I did a wonderful interview, my first Spanish language interview ever for a, a wonderful, huge radio station in Colombia. And I was trying to like, you know, watch some like Colombian TV shows, movies, and I like I Netflixed, uh, you know, Colombia and just the number of things that came up. I'm like, this is not representative uh-huh. of all the amazing things that happened in Colombia. That's not representative of my family, of, of, of our stories of, and so that was one thing that I spoke about with them too. And, and um, with a few, with, with other outlets too, in, in Latin America, uh, I did a press junket last week. That was wonderful, but just that I'm, I'm very much like, like Erica, I, I want to play roles. I have no desire. And especially now that I've gotten this most amazing role, like I'm sure I'm driving my reps crazy, but I'm like, I don't need, I don't need 10 more. I can like not audition, you know, for another year. I'm fine. Like the next audition better be for something, you know, that matches, right? Uh-huh. you know, matches Erica. Right. Um, but like, I have no, I have no, absolutely no desire to, 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 to tell a story that doesn't need to, ta- like, I want to tell stories that need telling and that, that forward the conversation. And so here we come to Erica and um, it was just, you know, I'm, I am who I am. And, and so much of, of what, uh, was on the page in that audition felt like me, you know, it wow. felt like she's like, you know, she can joke and yet she's also, uh, you know, physically competent. And even though I've, n- I've never been an actual uh, soldier, I'm not an actual, I'm not a veteran, but I've played many. Um, and so that just, it was just kind of incredible to me. Cause I'm like, I'm like, this is so much like, like me and who I play. And, and uh, it was a certain level of like, you know, if they want me, if they want short haired, crazy me, you know, I'm going to book it. And if they don't want me, it's not meant for me. And, uh-huh. and that's it. And, um, and so, yeah, so, so seeing her at the helm of the enterprise, I think slowly as like the months progressed, like I started to realize kind of just how I knew how massive it was, mm-hmm. but the fact too, like, you know, that here we have a Latina at the helm and um, you know, she doesn't, it, it's not like a, it's a thing. It's a part of who she is just as everything else is just as her, her history as a, as a combat veteran is part of her. Um, and what we see with Erica, I know a lot of fans, I know a lot of fans, I, I love them all uh, already, um, but they're all like, you know, they're like, if we don't get an Ortega's episode before the season ends, like, we're going to revolt. Like, My next gonna, question. Like, people, are, <laughs> yeah, like, people are straight up, people are straight up like, where is the Ortega's episode? Uh-huh. Question mark. Like, there's no, there's no joking about it. And I'm just like, I'm like telling the writers and producers, I'm like, guys, there's going to be like, we're going to have a problem. We're going to have a problem. Yep, yep. We're going to have a problem. Um, and so, but I keep saying like, it's funny because I'm just like, I'm like every single episode I feel, and I hope that I've done a good job of doing this, but we're seeing a, another kind of aspect to her. Um, mm-hmm. So even episode nine, where she yeah. is again on the ship because she's flying <laughs> while everyone's dealing with all sorts of craziness down below. Um, you get to see another side of her um, yes. that maybe she doesn't wear on her sleeve the way that La'an might or the way that Chapel might. Um, and, uh, and so, yeah, so we get to kind of reveal all those sides to her um and uh as an actor i appreciate that as as melissa um you know kind of watching her watching myself play like this just role of a lifetime um i just appreciate the ability to do that so um so yeah so this is a very very long answer you very short question but yeah it's very important to me that yeah. she's latina and at the helm of the enterprise <laughs> that's the type of answer I was looking for. Thank you. (laughs) Because I mean, (laughs) because we do need to speak. And I think that um, that's one of the ways in which we like to use this show is to put a shot. Like I will ask that question over and over and over again and talk about it over and over and over again, because of how important it is. I mean, just on the last 
show uh, that we recorded, we were talking about the very same thing when you were talking about representation of Colombia, right? And we were mm-hmm. talking about representation of black men mm-hmm. and women. Like, who do you see on the news committing crimes at night? It's always black people. Like, you don't see anybody, like, nobody else in the world commits crimes, right? Like, it's all like, <laughs> you know, like, you know, I mean, you know, and this is how uh, uh, the image that is constantly taught to people, to the world at large, you know, mm-hmm. um, and, and to people that, you know, especially like black men, black men are violent, black men are dangerous, black men are, are not good fathers, you know, we don't see that, you know, so I mean, it's important. And it's, and I feel like if I scream it to the mountaintops, and I get people writing to say, like, oh, we're tired of you saying that, well, then you need to go someplace else, because this is the side yeah, my yeah, sister yeah. show, damn it. And this is <laughs> Yeah, and it's one of those. Things, it's, it's it's one of the. I remember the producers. I forget. Uh, I'm sure several of them said it. And our producers are so wonderful. Um, but they were saying how, like you know, the that the bridge should really be a representation of the world. Yes. Um, you know, and so even even when you know when our cast was announced, like you know, there were some people and people who I love were just like they noticed that there was more women than men. That's right. And uh, and it was an, it was something they noticed and 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 said, <laughs> well, oh, there's more women than men, and I'm like. But if there was more men than women, then we wouldn't have said anything. Right. Um, so it's all in all those different ways. Like, and it happens subconsciously too. But in the same way that I feel like, if you know, as a, as a child, um, like I I feel very fortunate in that I was um, schooled in a, in a very diverse uh, diverse um, school system, uh-huh. um, and and that kind of shapes your your worldview, you know, yeah. um, in ways that I didn't even realize was happening as a child, you know, because I was just in school and then as an adult now, I'm like, why do so many of these things not feel weird? I'm like, Oh, because that's, that's how we write. So, and the fact that Star Trek is a part of so many of our lives, whether we realize it or not, whether you're a Trekkie, like that's the great thing about being on Star Trek. It's like everyone, it's the great thing. And maybe not the great thing. Like I'm saying that now, because I've like, you know, not really been out in the world, but like, everyone knows Star Trek, you know, oh, yeah. um, my mom's so concerned about like me and not, you know, letting, not letting my hair grow out. Like I will just cause it's so much um, upkeep. But she's just like, you're going to have to wear a hat. People will accost you. And I'm like, mom, that's not that. It's going to be okay. But she's like, oh, she's such a mom and I love her. But, um, but yeah, but, but so that's, that's really important for us is just, you know, basically it's showing, like, that's what Star Trek is, right? The best of humanity. Like sometimes Mm -hmm. when people are just like, oh, you know, it's too optimistic. And I'm like, well, you know, what would you, what do you prefer? I mean, right Right. now we're dealing in in what feels like the end times at times, you know? (laughs) Um, And, and so I do want something that allows us to kind of step, step away. Um, and also, but not step away, but also it's, it's, it's a reflection of what we're going through and how things could be better if we do better. Um, and how sometimes things don't end up going better and then how we react, uh, you know, react accordingly. Um, and so I feel like, again, I'm, this is my show. So I'm like biased, but I I do uh, think what you guys think, which is just that we've really kind of, managed to kind of get the formula very quickly yeah um and so that's a good thing yeah yeah it's a very good thing (laughs) for everybody everybody it's constantly like inspiring um and and it feels like relief it feels like coming home it feels like something new you know um it gives me something to think about all at the same time you know, yeah. and, um, yeah, 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 that's what we love about it, you know, so much. And I know Yvette, like Yvette's been busting. Okay, go ahead, Yvette, like, just let loose. Like, you No, I'm just, I'm just listening because I, I love, <laughs> I love Erica so much. I mean, she is my, I, I came into this going, oh, my number one is finally on, but Erica, you took my breath away. I mean, you make my little <laughs> heart so happy because basically, you know, I see you because when I was a young specialist in the in the army, I was definitely that smart ass who has always had something to say to my commanding officer. And I don't even know why I wasn't kicked out the army by then. But ah. I just, you know, it, I always had a rapport with my commanding officer. And um, Erica and Pike's relationship is just the way they bounce off each other. I just love it. Um, I do. I yeah, it reminds that. me of, it definitely reminds me of uh, Cisco and Dax a lot, um, oh, how yeah. they used to go back and forth. And even, I know you guys, I mean, I'm spoiling, I'm, I'm spoiling episode 10 just a little bit. Um, so 
he he kind of puts her in her place um, la, la, a little la, bit. La, la. I'm not <laughs> but the great, but the great thing about that, the great mm-hmm. thing about that, without spoiling anything, is that it's it's we're, we're watching. Well, I don't know how to say yes, it without right, right, spoiling, without it, spoiling but you know, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> ah, we won't say it. We won't and say we it. could spoil it because by the time this comes out, it'll be over. You know that, right? Everybody will see it. No, I'm not going to do that to you guys because you really need to see that one, <laughs> especially uh, especially Sabrina because it, it has a very, um, uh, one of our favorite episodes becomes this episode of uh, TOS. So hopefully after this, after we record this you'll go watch it absolutely <laughs> yeah and also it's, it's also another it was for me i love that episode because mm-hmm. because i love the rapport with pike with anson yes. i know you guys know anson anson is just a just such a, a wonderful number one like not not number one yeah not i know our, we know Rebecca, but our number one <laughs> in the show um, yeah. but he's just such a, a great captain like you know in the show and also just just in the cast and and yeah. for me he's been um such a great friend especially kind of everything i've been dealing with in the last six months personally um, him and his family, but like, but when we're on set together, like the like the writers give us just these great lines back and forth, and and the fans have 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 noticed it. They're like, he he calls her Erica, Erica, you know, more often yeah. by her first name than mm-hmm. than than others. And and what you're saying as a as a soldier means so much to me because, and I think we spoke about that. We yeah. did speak about this briefly on the on the red carpet. But you know, when I hear from veterans, like I've been hearing from a lot of pilots, I've been hearing from um the spouses of pilots Mm. that are just like they're like you are them they're just like erica is exactly like you know because exactly like pilots are um and then also there's um you know there are some people and also you know people who are also just trying to be just trolls and are just miserable and i pray for them um but who are just like you know uh you know that she's too you know she's too flippant on the bridge and that she would you know that would never fly in real life Uh, and i'm always those people (laughs) Exactly. They have no clue. They've never won. They've never served anywhere. And, and they, yeah, they most likely, it, no, have, <laughs> right. They served in nothing. And then they, they most likely, you know, have never been um, tasked with responsibility in life and death situations mm-hmm. where you see that like, and it's, it's so, and also I do feel it's a bit of misogyny as well because, oh, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. and people have pointed this out. They're like, if, if I was a guy saying these lines, you know, it would be cool. And it'd be yeah. this, and it'd be mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Um, so, but like, you know, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to move forward, uh, you know, without any sort of reservation about any of that. Um, which is the great thing. Maybe it's my age. I don't know, but like people can say whatever they want and I'm just like, I'm good. I'm going to keep doing, keep doing it. Don't worry. It gets better. Um, yeah, but, um, (laughs) but, um, I know, right. Like you just, yeah, you just run out of like, you know, you have no time for nonsense, but, but all the people, like I remember pointing something out, um, again on social media uh and i love twitter people are like twitter can be accessible but i'm like twitter can also be like a wonderful place Mm -hmm. like if you follow the right people and you Mm -hmm. just like in life right you surround yourself with the right people and twitter for me can be truly just like a a real way to communicate um and so but uh i put this thing out because you know there's some people being like oh she's too flippant and it's a bit too much comic relief and i'm like i'm like are we watching the same the same show the same episodes and i'm like and I'm like her gallows humor and her ability to laugh and her ability to be sarcastic mm-hmm. in moments, you know, when, when things are, 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 are potentially dire, mm-hmm. um, is realistic. And dire. so, and, and in response to that tweet that I didn't, wasn't quite expecting kind of the response that I got was just all of these wonderful people who are EMTs, who are doctors, who are soldiers, who are, and they're just like, yeah, they're like, they're like her and Piker or me and my buddy, yeah. you know, they're like, this is, this is what you have to be like, or you can't make it and so I've always kind of never been able to fully say that because I'm like I have not been in those situations I merely play them on television um and so getting the fans and getting people to kind of like validate um what I've been doing just just meant a lot so anytime people are like oh it's just comic relief and I'm like I don't think we're watching the same show and yeah. I'm just gonna nope. I'm just gonna I'm just here to tell keep, you it keep is moving. very it is extremely genuine and I love seeing that because it's it's how you survive I mean the thing, I mean, of course it's a show, but you know, when you have to go through, like you said, dire situations where, you know, your someone else's life is in your hands, not even just your life, but when it's someone else's life, you have to make those jokes and you mm-hmm. have to be able to joke afterwards also, because I think the best conversations I have are with people I went through, you know, all kinds of issues with, with, with my current job or with the military and it's always funny, you know, it's always a laugh, but I know people that listen are like, oh my God, uh-huh. <laughs> what are you guys talking yeah. about, you know? Yeah, but like yeah, even it, like it right now, it definitely like... matters, yeah. 
like I'm going through, I'm, I'm, you guys know, know this, I'm sure, but like I'm going, so I'm, I'm, I'm grieving the loss of my, uh, loss of my partner. And um, mm-hmm. it's in the last six months, it's, um, you know, I'm, I'm naturally, I'm an actor, I'm a performer. I'm, I'm a person who, who likes to, to make people laugh. And, and that's what Brian always did as well. And that's what he would want. But one thing I noticed is just like, I, I'm able to have a sense of humor about things because I know he would. And also yeah. when I'm speaking to other people who understand what it's like to be a widow, to be a widower, Mm-hmm. to lose somebody there's like a certain level of gallows humor that you just you just have yeah. and um you know I, I tell this this one funny story where like uh I was going to set this was like in the first few weeks of shooting that I cannot believe that we've gotten to the end of the season because you know back in February I did not think I was going to be able to I didn't know what state I was going to be in by the time we finished I knew I was going to make it because otherwise it's like I don't know Parent Plus would sue me if I didn't come back to set <laughs> so I knew I had to but um but like certain things would happen like where people didn't know what was going on. And, and sometimes like, you know, my mouth would go before my brain went. And, uh-huh. and so I remember one morning I was getting picked up by this wonderful driver who I hadn't seen in a year. And uh, my, one of my, my younger sister and my brother-in-law literally brought me to Canada, um, you know, because I just, I couldn't make uh-huh. the ride on my own. And I'm told everyone's always saying too, like that they're so happy I'm being so open about this, but I'm like, you know, if I'm not open about grief, you know, there's so many people out there who don't have the platform I have. So I'm, you know, it's important for me to be open about this, but it was, it was difficult to make it to Canada on my own. Um, just because last year, Brian brought me to Canada, you know, uh-huh. I was with Brian for everything. And so anyway, so they, they bring me to, to Canada and the, and the show was so helpful. Everybody's just been amazing. And we woke up and it was like six in the morning and, uh, they, they walked me down to my van that was like taking me to set. And I felt like I was being dropped off by like my parents for like the school bus, like, you know, for first day of school. And so I'm in a really great mood and I'm like, it's 6 a.m. Let's go. We can do this. And, and they're like, yes. And they give me big hugs. And, um, and I get into the van and I'm in such a good mood. And the driver, um, like nobody briefed him. I'm, I've kind of, I'd wanted everyone to kind of just be a little brief so that they understood if I was a little bit like silent on our morning rides, I wasn't being like a jerk, even though that's not what it means. But, you know, mm-hmm. I'm just, I was just, uh. I like our drivers so much. I was like, you know, if I'm not in the mood to talk, it's, but anyway, they didn't brief him. I was in such a good mood. And I'm like, what's going on? And he's like, Hey, and he's like, how was your break? And I'm like, ah, and I'm like, and I could, I could hear Brian telling me like, just, 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 just put your headphones in, say nothing. And I couldn't, my mouth started going and I'm like, my break was not good. This is what happened. Mm. And the next 30 minutes, it was, it was so funny because my poor driver was just, beside himself he was like he was looking in the mirror and he goes this is a tragedy and I'm like I know I know but we must persevere and he was just like how can you even go to work and I'm like I don't know but we gotta go but we're on our way right and so I spent 30 minutes essentially giving this pep talk to this wonderful driver who'd never even met Brian but like had spent all of last year like bringing me home to him um and by the time I got to set I was so exhausted (laughs) that I remember going to my trailer and just laughing yeah. I'm like, what just happened? Um, <laughs> I'm like, what just, what, what's good? And so all the, all the advice I gave him, like, I remember that day, I was just like, I kept saying, I was like, I hope he's okay. I hope, right. I hope he's okay. <laughs> um, you know, so it's just, it's just things like that where I'm yeah. like, I've really developed this, this wonderful uh, kind of gallows humor. And you laugh about things that you don't know you would have laughed about. And, and my family and Brian's family and his friends who, you know, we're all going through the same thing. We're all like, you know, that too has really influenced um, my performance in season two. Um, but then even looking back at my performance in season one, I was also doing that, um, mm-hmm. you know, um, with an understanding of that. And as an actor, I guess, uh, you know, we, we understand empathy and, and the best of us, you know, are able to convey that even if we haven't fully gone through it. So it's just interesting because I, I was playing somebody who has lost a lot of people as a combat veteran in season one. Mm-hmm. And I went in, I've gone into season two filming um, as an, as an actor, as an actress who has lost the most important person in their life. And, and so now you guys are going to kind of see how that affects my performance and also just affects my understanding. And, um, and, and I know that this is like, you know, Brian would, would want nothing less than for me to, to move forward. Um, not, not move forward like with him always, but you know, uh-huh. to do my absolute best oh, because yeah. he saw it. He saw it just like you guys saw. He's like, this show is oh. going to be a hit. Yeah. He was just like, he was like, nobody, he's like, nobody gets it. He would see the scripts. Like he uh-huh. was there with me for everything. He was like, this show is going to be a hit. He's like, you were going to be, he was the one who helped me decide on this haircut. Nice. And he was just like, no one 
there's gonna be no woman yes. on television with hair like that and he's like, he's like you're gonna look like you know think about your you're you're a superhero you're an action figure you're a oh i can't wait you're the pilot oh my of the gosh enterprise please, please. So, I so i need you right here Right on. <laughs> I need, I need next card. <laughs> yeah. So. So. But yeah. But definitely, Brian is a huge part of that. And 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 thank you for saying what you're saying. But yeah. But that that gallows humor, I understand it now more than ever. Um. And um. And even though I have never been a soldier, I I, I think with with playing as as many as I have and, and with talking to as many as I have, I'm, I'm doing my absolute best to kind of to represent you guys as 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 um as truthfully and as uh truthfully and 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 uh just as as you should be as as you should be represented um Mm -hmm. and so and so i'm I'm hoping that uh that i continue to be able to do that well thank you very much (laughs) (laughs) you know that one right there really appreciates it so you know when we were looking around uh we saw the girl with short hair your Mm -hmm. project now so it's all can you talk about it a little bit? Because I read like that opening, like introductory essay. Oh, yeah. And it was just amazing. Like, first of all, I felt like I was reading about my gro- growing up in so many ways, you know, like I was like, you know, here's this woman who's so much younger than me. And, and she sees me like, like, like I was the same, like quirky kid, you know, I was really more of a tomboy and anything. I vividly remember one of my earliest memories is I was like two years old. It was Easter. My mother and I fighting all morning because she was trying to put me in a pink and white lace dress. <laughs> and we fought. I mean, I kicked, I kicked because I had my brown corduroy pants that were my favorite. And I had my little turtleneck and it was brown and yellow and orange and it had stripes on it. And it was my favorite. And that's what I wanted to wear for Easter. And she was like, you have to get it. And it had the white patent leather shoes. I will never forget <laughs> yeah. it. And, yeah, the, and, the, um, and the little, the little Bobby socks with the little lace around the end. I mm. mean, I kicking on that bed. She was <laughs> trying to force me and shove me into this dress. I mean, she yep. eventually got me into the dress and the pictures are all like, my face is all sorts of screwed up. They're all the pissed. <laughs> and she was like, where is this child from? Because my mother is like a real girly girl, right? Like my mom's really yeah. a diva, right? You know, very much so. Mom, mom's, mom's is dope. She's beautiful. Yes. And she was always like, and she was always, she's very feminine and it was always about the hair and the nails and the makeup. Everything is perfect. And then she got me, you know, and then I was raised <laughs> around all these women who were very much like my mother right like and and where we like everybody was all about their hair the long hair and I I I mean my I went through phases with my hair but you know my rebellion was finally when I could say stop straightening my hair when I was Mm -hmm. old enough to tell them stop straightening my hair I'm wearing my hair natural and that was my big rebellion it wasn't until I went to, got through my first year of college where I'm like, chop this shit off. Like I'm done. Like I was bald for about 10 years. And then I was like, "Mm, you know what? I feel like growing dreadlocks. And then I grew my hair out and I had locks for a long time, you know, and now I'm back to the short hair, but the, but the, all the quirkiness of like this little girl who didn't fit what society was trying to tell her the way that she was supposed to be and how that made me feel inside and and feeling less than a woman or less than a girl and how the guys, like the boys didn't want to date me, you know, like they wanted the other girls. And I didn't even know if I wanted to date them anyway, but it still hurt to be rejected. You know, I mean, all of that, like, I'm just telling you, your essay was powerful. It was so powerful and it touched me on such a deep level. So I want the world to know, or as much as this world as the sci-fi sisters reach. Um, <laughs> the tens the of people. The tens, <laughs> the tens and tens. You are. <laughs> to know about girl with short hair. Well, thank you so much. And what you're saying is, I mean, it's, it's, it's not that I, I forgot it was out there, but everything that's been happening with the Star Trek and with, my life in the last six months, I almost kind of like forgot that it was out there until, you know, people were, were saying like, I read it and it, it resonated with me and I'm like, Oh my goodness, that's right. And, uh, and so the idea behind it started with, uh, it was essentially, it was, it, it came out of um, kind of, you know, being a, a frustrated actor in that, you know, I was constantly being told you're very specific. You have to keep auditioning because, you know, nobody kind of knows 
what to do with you. And I would find, you know, the casting directors or people, they would be like looking for me. And, and the, the only way they knew how to kind of describe me was just like the girl with short hair. Mm. Like who was the one, the girl with short hair. She might be this, she might be that. Her name was this, maybe this, I saw her this, but she was the girl with short hair. Um, and so I really kind of started to think about it as like my whole life, um, with the exception of like a few years in, in, in like kind of high schoolish um, and like the beginning of college where my hair was a little bit longer and I discovered I had these crazy curls um, and I always had short hair and it was just the thing that to me was never, never a question of, of, you know, doing something that people think is weird. It was always like, no, this is what I want to do. Um, and one thing I've really been, you know, kind of thinking a lot about is just, you know, as, as we're having like all these discussions of, of, of gender, um, which I think I'm so happy that we're having, I'm so happy that we have, we have language now for, for people to be able to express themselves in different ways. Um, but as I'm looking at it, I'm trying to think, I'm like, what was I like, you know, was I questioning these things as I was growing up? And, and what I really feel is that I was, I was just always defying gender norms without acknowledging that they were gender norms, mm, you know, yeah. if that, if that makes sense. Oh, yeah. um, and I just have so many stories that I can, I can, uh, I could relay. We could be here forever. We're going to have to have another episode guys on just girl with short <laughs> okay, hair. I'm totally um, down with that. <laughs> yes, we have to do it. Um, and, uh, but like, you know, for example, like I, uh, I, I posted something the other day with a, with a picture of, of, of my father. And I was talking about, you know, how I, I really think, you know, my father, uh, I know my father is, you know, my biggest role model and he really like paved the way for me to be Ortegas, you know, and, um, and, and the movies that he showed me and, and the way that he raised me and, 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 you know, what he taught me without me ever realizing I was being taught. Um, but I always looked up to him so much so that like, you know, I wanted to, to be like him. I wanted to be, he's a philosopher and an author. And so in my eyes to be like a philosopher was to be like my dad. So I remember going to career day uh, dressed as my father and, um, but I didn't for one second think that everyone was going to think it was weird. I was dressed, I had my blazer, I had my tie, I had my briefcase nice. I love it. and I get to class, <laughs> I get to class and, and my classmates thought I wanted to be a man hmm. and they were like, what? And I'm like, yeah. I didn't think anything. And I'm like, what do you, is it not obvious that I'm a philosopher? <laughs> like, hello. Um, it just was, I was just like, no, I was just like, I just, I don't know. And then I kept joking. I was like, the only, it was either this or like togas. Like I, the other philosophers I knew were, were ancient and Greek. Like I didn't know what else. Um, and so Not I remember specifically though. like going over, going over, going over like what a PhD was. And like my dad is an author. And so I, I had a briefcase full of his books and, and, and looking back on that now, I'm just like, and I'm like, didn't it occur to me that like everyone was going to like, I was like, no, it just didn't. It just didn't. Um, and so so as I'm, as I'm kind of going through this and, you know, you've reached, you know, these points in your life and you're trying to figure out like, you know, what are you doing? And especially I've been a, a working actor for, for so long and, and I've been, you know, hitting the pavement and, and, and not giving up. Um, and I'm just like, what, how has this kind of, um, how has this uh, shaped my life? Right. And not just how I interact with the world, but how people interact with me. And why is it such, why is it still so odd um, when women have mm. short hair and I'm speaking, I am, I know I'm speaking specifically in the United States because I know mm -hmm. like I've been to places in, in Europe and elsewhere where, where short hair doesn't seem to be as big of a thing, but I can't speak as much about that. I can speak only because I've lived a large majority of my life in, in the U S um, but I can tell you as uh, when the role of uh, when the, my role was announced and, and pictures were coming out, you know, there was, there was the misogynistic mm. homophobic, transphobic, like all those people that fall into the same, category mm -hmm. yeah. um of trolls the the there would be this this anger and again like i tell i tell fans all the time I'm like don't let these people ruin your day because they're not ruining my day that's right um which is also part of why i feel like responding or speaking to it is important because even though it doesn't mess with my day i think about the other um girls boys non non-binary kids people adults who look like me see themselves in me and are mm -hmm. seeing these comments yeah and so how I respond um you know resonates with them and so but you still get like occasionally like you know there'll be like some grown some grown-ass man will be mm -hmm. responding with like you know like 50 like throw up emojis yep. or it'll be like you know you need to grow your hair out and I'll be like and I'm, and I'm so fascinated by it because I'm like first of all I'm like validated because I have like friends I had guy friends who have known me forever 
and they thought the whole thing with the grow your hair. They're like, they're like, what's the deal? They're like, just grow your hair. <laughs> right. Like to them, they're like, they're like, you're not being discriminated against. Mm-hmm. But it was hard to explain to them. I'm just like, I'm like, it was hard to explain to them fully the experiences that I've had. And while definitely I have, I have not been a fraction as discriminated as, 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 uh, as um, people in the LGBTQ community, um, you know, uh, trans people, people who, you know, are going through much more difficulties and, and taking on challenges uh, in this life that I, I am not. Um, I still kind of understand it from that perspective of, of, I know what it's like to be looked at and to have somebody judge you mm-hmm. and make all these assumptions and then want to box you in. And if they can't box you in, you're somehow threatening to them. Right. Oh, yeah. Does that make we, sense? We, oh, and, we, um, we definitely know. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so, and so kind of seeing this reaction as a, you know, when, when, our, when right before we premiered and even now you get it occasionally, but it's like, eh, whatever. Um, I just thought that was so interesting because I'm like, again, haha, validated. Like, I'm like, here it is, you know? Um, and so I think, I think that is, that's, that's just a big part of why I created Girl With Short Hair. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing though was, was like, I guess maybe it's just, uh, so I'm, I'm also, I do stand up, right? And I'm obviously a storyteller um, and I love performing. And so the idea behind it was that it would be this collection of essays that I would just then perform live. Oh, nice. Um, and specifically, I wanted to perform it in spaces in Queens, so Queens, New York. Um, and uh, I, when I when I started doing stand up, like one of the things uh, that you know, I think I guess is in any any market where you're doing stand up. I know specifically New York and LA, but you know, people begin to think that you can only perform stand up like in stand up venues, right? And so then, as working actors, struggling comedians, like you, you get kind of roped into all of these things where you have to like bring 10 people in order uh-huh. to be able to perform three minutes. And then I did a bringer show once. And I remember I brought like 15 people and my friend from New Jersey only got three people. And I tried to give him some of my people and the uh-huh. host was like, no, oh my gosh. The weirdest thing. And then all my friends who came like were charged like $70 for oh. like three beers. It was, yeah. So, so part of my whole thing was like, <laughs> was I wanted to show. In Queens? Uh, I wa- in no, 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 this was in, this was in New York. This was in, in the city. This one. Oh, Manhattan. okay. That sounds um, more like the city. Because I was, was like, in Queens? But, Come on. But it was still, even in Manhattan, it was just like, it was, it was basically like, you, it was kind of like taking advantage of artists and yeah. artists who are just trying to, you know, kind of like mm-hmm. practice their work and do their work and, and their friends are coming in support. So anyway, so the idea behind Grocery Hair was that I would um, premiere it on, in venues in Queens that are not your typical stand-up venues, okay. which can be a pub, which can be, you know, uh, an arts and crafts store, which can be all those places that we enjoy going to. Nice. Stories can pop up anywhere. Right. Um, and then the pandemic hit, uh-huh. uh, the pandemic that changed the course of our lives forever yes. Um, yes. in good ways and bad. And uh, and then, you know, kind of everything started happening. Then I booked Star Trek. Then I kind of got a little bit like, I have this bigger platform now. I need to kind of really... Um, understand how I'm going to put this together and uh and then then the fall came and uh and then <laughs> tragedy struck and yeah. so now I have yeah. so now I have this thing and and so what, what it's becoming now which everything happens uh I do believe everything happens for a reason even though we can shake our fists and not understand what those reasons are uh-huh. um but now my girl with short hair is 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 going to be a story not just of, of that which I think is um, and you guys can tell me because I've just been talking about it for an hour. So you can tell me. I think it's super important. Um, and I think it, it resonates with, with fans of Star Trek, will resonate with people who, who see me and see, see a part of themselves in me, um, uh-huh. and which I get all the time. And those are the, the fan comments and reactions that make me, make me just tear up. The ones that are like, you know, I'm seeing a petite butch Latina on screen for the first time. I'm uh-huh. seeing someone that looks like me. I'm seeing you know, someone that that's dressed uh, in a, in a knight's outfit, you know, and, and and she's, you know, she's comes from this background. I'm like, that's, that's who I've always wanted to be. And so, um, or my, my favorite people who are like, my sexuality is Eric Ortegas. And I'm like, awesome. I'm like, that that makes me so happy. Yes. Um, but so, so on the one hand, it's going to be that, but it also now has to be the story of, of grief and it has to be the story of Brian because Uh Star Trek has kind of become all of this. Mm. Um, and, and uh, I was I was joking with uh, not joking. I was crying one day with my sister and my brother in law when they brought me here to Canada. And I was like, you know, I feel in many ways like like a ghost, right? Because when you lose when you lose the person who was your other half, like you know, 
you feel like you've lost half of yourself. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I feel very much like a ghost. And, um, and my sister who understands my gallows humor so much now, she was like, well, she's like, you know what? If you're a ghost. You, that's kind of good. You're already there. You've already made it <laughs> to being a ghost. And also you're doing pretty good. You're yeah. on like, you know, the, the biggest show on television, you know, for a ghost, you're not doing too bad. Right. And I'm like, that's a good point. Mm-hmm. And then my brother-in-law was just like the ghost with short hair. And, uh, and I'm like, oh, and then that was just kind of, that has just kind of been close to my heart. Uh-huh. I don't know if it'll be named that, but that's been in my heart in a really happy way, you know? Uh-huh. Yeah, um, yeah. And so, and so, and that's what I want to get across to people. I'm like, grief is terrible. And, uh, you know, fighting adversity and fighting trolls and, you know, fighting to kind of find your place in this world is terrible, but we have to find the humor and the reason behind it. And we can't let that bog us down. And, yeah. and, and that's what I want girl with short hair to be. It's just like, it's my stories of life that resonate um, with, with especially other women with short hair who, who can, can absolutely relate. Um, but just in general, that we're, whatever you're, you're kind of dealing with, you can, you can see that there's, there's a way to, to meet tragedy with, with humor. Um, yeah. And you have to do that. So, so that is what, that is, that is what girl with short hair is. And, uh, if all I ever do is grow with short hair and uh, strange new worlds, I will, I will be a happy person. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Don't tell my reps because they're not going to hear They're like, don't Between say us. that out loud. <laughs> I know, I know. They're going to be calling. They're going to be like, I'm like, ah. <laughs> I like I'm I'm so happy for with girl for girl with short hair and happy for a ghost with short hair like right. I mean it's it, you know like it, you know it's truly important and I and I get that you know um you know what I what I'm loving about you and in, in this brief intersection of our lives you know uh getting to know each other is what I see in, as a commonality at least between I know by, for myself you is this um genuine effort to connect with other human beings uh, like at least on one thing you know I was thinking about it earlier today that like I really try to find something in common with every human being that I meet you know this is like the only way I mean it's not the only way but it's for me it's the most important way for me to affect change in the world. I mean, outside of having a platform like this, like that, I mean, we didn't know it was going to be a platform. We were just like, you know, four black girls who like to talk about Star Trek and science fiction. And then that's what we did. And next thing you know, people are like, Hey, we want to listen to what you're saying about Star Trek. And I'm like, Oh, and then it grew, right? (laughs) Like it grew into this thing that nobody expected it to be, you know? Um, But so, but the other way that I feel like the way that I make change now is by being, taking these principles, putting them into action in every single thing that I do. And people in recovery will know my language. when I say, I put all these, use these principles in all of my affairs, Mm -hmm. you know, um, that every time I meet you, that I, I see you as another human being worthy of respect. You know, and that yeah. even when you disrespect me, I can at least pray for you. <laughs> you know, yeah. I can at least not stoop down to your level, your level. to disrespect yeah. you in return. Like it's like you're the way that you treat other people in the world has no bearing on how I treat other people in the world, you know, and that this is how I have to go forward with my life. Like every moment of every day, I have a choice of what type of human being I want to be. And I always want to be the type of human being that's trying to come closer to another human being, you know, like no matter who or what you are. And, and I feel like that's so much a part of what I'm getting out of what you're saying all the time. It's like, you're, you're on a constant quest to connect and communicate. Right. And I think you just, you articulated that better than I could. Um, But you look at like, I'm a storyteller, right? And 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 part of it too. It's funny because you know one of the questions I get all the time. You know, they're like, you know, what's it like? You know, being on Star Trek and when you saw, you know, your your face and your posters all over Union Square in New York City. What was that like? And and it's funny because my response is, you know, I've been working so hard for this, and I've I've known, you know, that I would I, the right role would come along, you know, and I didn't know how long it would take. I didn't know how long I'd be doing this for until a role that gave me a platform like this was going to come along, but I, I wasn't going to give up because nothing else, nothing else would, would make me, um, 
I don't know if happy is the right word, but like, I mean, I don't make me feel accomplished either is the right word, but would make me feel, feel like I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm fortunate in that I had, I have a family and I have Brian who never, ever, ever, ever doubted me. And if they did, they didn't tell me. Right. So, um, but, but so there's, there's this feeling of like, you know, I'm here now and everyone's just like, is it the most amazing? And I'm like, I'm actually quite chill about it. Like when I was in union square, like I definitely had this feeling of like, good, finally, yeah. finally, I'm up on the posters, you know? <laughs> yeah. About um, time. <laughs> and not, and, and it's not, and it's not for the fame. Like I used to get, you know, sometimes I'd get people be like, you know, what is it about fame that, that, you know, that you're, why are you seeking fan? I'm like, I'm not seeking fame. I'm seeking a platform to be able to, to communicate with people, which I think is one of the reasons why I'm, I'm, I like Twitter so much. And I'm always like, I feel like I'm standing up for Twitter um, <laughs> with people like Babs, uh, who I absolutely adore. Babs and I have these conversations on set where Babs is like, ah, Twitter's not my thing. He doesn't have a, he doesn't have a Twitter account. I'm trying right. to get Babs I know because I tried to follow him for Sci-Fi yeah. Sisters and I was like, oh. Uh, yeah, I'm trying guys I'm trying um and I'm explaining to him and I'm like telling him about like all these wonderful things that happen on Twitter and I'm like you know I'm like how you choose to communicate and who you surround yourself with I think really you know uh creates the the climate yeah. um but for me because I'm a writer and because I'm a storyteller and because I'm like what what is what what is why have I spent all my life doing this right it's because I want to tell stories worth telling stories that only I can tell mm-hmm. um and if I can help tell stories um, from people and from communities uh, that have not been told, if I can do that, then then I've I've served a purpose, you know. And and not in any way to to sound uh, you know noble or, or whatever, but it's just like it's it's what is the purpose of us doing this if not that? And especially mm-hmm. now, right. you know that I I have not to be completely dramatic, but you know it's it's really like when you when you deal with the death of your other half, like everything comes into view. You know, you're just like what is the point? Like I laugh when people are like, not laugh, but like, you know, and there are people who are, you know, they can't believe that I'm, I'm persevering. I'm showing up to work and I'm so strong. Like everyone says this, you know, you're, you're so strong. And I appreciate that. But I'm also like, well, what option do I have? Right. Like, I would love to, fa- I would love to like fall over and just hang out, you know, right. for a week and do nothing. Like, uh, like my wonderful driver who's like, how are you even going to work right now? And I'm like, if I could turn around right now and go cuddle up on my couch, uh, uh-huh. I would, I would do that. Um, so, so when people too are like, you know, that you're very, you're very open and we appreciate that. And I love that because I've been getting so much feedback from fans, which again, was not in my, I'd never anticipated this, but all the people who are telling me that now that strange new worlds is their grief binge. You know, uh-huh. I, I joke, you know, with people on social media, I'm like, I've been grief binging Downton Abbey. Uh-huh. Um, yep. You know, there's like a million stories and I can, <laughs> yeah, I could watch it over and over again and say, I see new things every time. And people are coming back to me and they're saying, you know, strange new worlds right now is our grief binge. Star uh-huh. Trek has been our grief binge. Um, and so I don't feel like I'm, you know, like, uh, like, uh, what's the word? Um, cause I've always been a private person and Brian was too. And we were very much about like, you know, like we're not the kind of people that, you know, that like would post and, and be like, you know, have a big audition, pray right. for me or uh, things are going on. I can't tell you what it is, but you know, keep me in your know, or out. Like, like I'd always be like, you know, you'd know that I booked something when, you know, you, you saw me on TV, you know, at night after dinner, you know, that's mm-hmm. how you find out. I just don't make a big thing of it. But now with this, this part of me that's huge, I talk about it openly because I feel like it will, because I would hope that if I'm in, if I'm someone else in that situation, I would like to see someone like me who has a platform mm-hmm. and, and can reach out to them and can tell them, yeah, you know, for a couple of months, you're going to wake up every morning, like you're having a heart attack and you're not having a heart attack. Yep. Um, it'll be okay. So, so exactly what you said about like, you know, I just don't understand. I don't see what is the point of doing any of this. If it isn't to connect with people, if it isn't to show people that you're not alone, that we're all in this um, and that, yeah, that, you know, things, things stink in a lot of the world right now but things also do not stink right Right. so we can either focus on focus on the uh you know the yeah focus on the stinky (laughs) or focus how to fix the stinky Uh um and so and so that's that's what i'm trying to do and i'm just i I try to be as 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 genuine and um as as uh as kind of open to a fault in in terms of uh in terms of letting fans know like you know what goes into Eric Ortegas, what goes into acting, what goes into me. And, um, and yeah, and I just, I use words, words are, words are, are how I communicate. So I like writing, I like Twitter. Um, and, uh, and yeah, I, I, I hope that I can't think of a better show and a better character and a better cast and a better crew to be able to like 
put together these weekly stories to to send out into the world and and hopefully just just make people make people smile, which is what I hear we're doing. So yeah. we're doing something right. Yeah, you you're doing something right. The show is doing something right. You know, you're all doing lots of right lots. at the moment. And to be <laughs> clear, people who were listening, I did not say W H I T E. I said R I G H T. Thank you very much. Sometimes it sounds like like the same word. It does. (laughs) (laughs) Just got to be clear, you know? Uh, (laughs) So we just want to thank you so much. We really, really appreciate um, your time. I mean, for real, like, I feel like we could talk all day and I would never get tired of talking to you. I feel like you're one of our tribe and for sure a sci-fi sister for life. And we just, you know, thank you for your work. Thank you for your honesty. Thank you for your vulnerability. You know, thank you for everything. And we're so glad you're one of us. Yes. Well, thank you guys for what you do. And thank you for, thank you for having me on. And I absolutely mean it. Like we'll do it again. And, uh, and yeah, if you can just please meet up with me every time there's a red carpet, I will be much more relaxed. <laughs> oh, <yeah. and> <laughs> <laughs> tell Anton to keep working. I tell them like at Paramount, hey, you do, are the Sci-Fi Sisters on the red carpet this year? <laughs> I will, I will. I will. Do, you, do you guys want me to be like happy and relaxed? And, like, not be like we have to have them oh, in the yeah. vicinity. Definitely. That was such a blast for us. Mm-hmm. It was so cool to be a part of that. It was really, and we so we thank everybody at, at Paramount for helping to make that happen, and we thank you and. You know, speaking so much of communication, uh, Madam Yvette, can you tell folks how they can communicate with us about this episode or anything else they want to talk about? Sure. You can find us at SciFiSisters.com. That's S-Y-F-Y-S-I-S-T-A-S dot com. Join us on the mothership. That's M-U-T-H-A-S-H-I-P. <laughs> the Sci-Fi. <laughs> Come on now. And the Sci-Fi Sisters Book Club, both on Facebook. Download the Trek Geeks Network app, where you can find us and our family of podcasts on the Trek Geeks Network. On Instagram, sci-fi.sisters. And we are also on the Twitter, at Sci-Fi Sisters. Become a patron of Sci-Fi Sisters today at patreon.com forward slash Sci-Fi Sisters. After listening to this podcast, please rate us and write a review. We may just read it on an upcoming episode. Thanks, Yvette. We got can't, it. We can't leave without shouting out the baddest engineer in all the universes. His name is Dose, the anonymous one. Dose, 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 Dose. He has his own theme music that he gets to, uh, that we <laughs> that we give for him. Uh, he's responsible for all the music you hear on our show and our production. Um, And if you need a badass engineer for your show or for anything else, you can reach him on the IG, the Instagram. He's dose underscore the anonymous underscore the number one, D-O-S underscore T-H-E-A-N-O-N-Y-M-O-U-S underscore the number one. And we love you all. And thank you for listening. And we're going to say peace, love, and hair grease. We'd like to send a big old shorty shout out to the patrons this month. Anna Post, Susan Gruner, Mohammed Noor, Anne Marie, Luce R, Sue K, Karen Dramera, Dafid Boston, Eve England, Dave Gregory, Homer Frizzell, Timothy Baum, The Chief Ernesto, LM, Howard Hogan, and Scott Jensen. Thank you all so much for your support. We love you. 